Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Right, welcome to a new episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. But today on the show, we are of course all in lockdown and quarantine, and uh, we got to figure out something to do because uh, there's not going to be that many new movies coming up anytime soon. Uh, a lot of movies are getting rescheduled, delayed indefinitely. Some will end up on VOD, and we will try to cover those as they come out. But in the meantime, we are going to have to find ways to evolve as a podcast because we're not always going to be able to cover quote-unquote new movies. So, what are we going to do? Today, we are kicking off a new special mini-series here on Piecing It Together called Missing Pieces. And what Missing Pieces is, is covering movies that came out... We started the show three years ago. So, we're going to start with movies that came out just before we started the show, like three years-ish ago, on back to, let's say, 20 years ago. So, modern movies that we can look at as if we already were running piecing it together back then and looking at the movies that inspired them doing the usual thing but then at the end as a little add-on since these are slightly older movies we'll also talk about movies that came since then that maybe this movie that we're featuring might have been inspired by so it's going to be a little twist on the thing but mainly this is an opportunity to look back at some movies that we might have missed well definitely missed because the show didn't exist yet we're going to look back at some movies that we never got to cover because we hadn't started piecing it together yet so it's going to be a fun way to talk about a whole bunch of new movies that we can go back and watch while we're quarantined in our homes. This is so weird. Uh, but one other cool little twist on the formula that we're doing within Missing Pieces is that my guests are suggesting the movie. So for the first one to kick this thing off, a very, very apropos movie. This is this is the end from Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. It was suggested by my good friend Adam Wells, and we had a great conversation about it. So it's going to be the first one of this new series, Missing Pieces. Hope you enjoy it because we're going to be doing a lot of these. I already have a whole bunch of people suggesting movies that they want to cover on the show. We got some really interesting choices ranging from not just end of the world movies, but all kinds of movies. It's going to be really, really interesting going back to some modern classics and modern maybe forgotten movies to go and apply the puzzle pieces piecing it together formula to so 
Let's kick this one off. Before we get into the conversation, I do want to remind you to please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can, of course, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. Follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where I think there's going to be more conversations going on than ever since we're all locked in our houses, playing on our phones. So join us. Uh, Lots to talk about. Lots of movies. Lots of stuff. Join the group. It's a fun place. Let's get into this conversation. All right, so joining me today, uh, quarantined in his home, is our good buddy, Adam Wells. How's it going, Adam? Adam, Adam. We're doing good, uh, despite the fact that we are all indoors. It is end of days, or as R.E.M. says, it's the end of the world. (laughs) It sure is. Uh, And I feel This is weird. Yeah, I I feel I feel pretty good too. Actually, I've been uh, locked up. This is day three for us here in Las Vegas, and um, I've worked out twice a day for the last three days. So I'm going to come out of this feeling pretty damn good. I think. Wow, but, you're doing uh, you're doing better than me. I've only tried to work out once a day, a few days a week, but uh, twice a day. I think I'm going. I don't know what to do with myself. That. Yeah, I'm going to have to start <laughs> doing that before I go stir crazy because there's only only so many movies that I could watch. <laughs> it's true there is i mean obviously we're, we got i mean we could get we could do a whole hour-long conversation about how this is going to change hollywood and you know the the release schedules and all this stuff but today we're here to do the first of a uh kind of a mini series hopefully this doesn't last too long but it's gonna last at least for the next couple of months i think uh where we're not gonna have that many new movies to cover on the show and so we're going to look at some older movies mainly movies that came out I, I've I've been saying to people in the last three to thirty years because we don't want to go too far back because a lot of the puzzle pieces will be from movies before, um, and then we don't want to do anything that came out since I started the podcast because we might have already covered it. So we want to try to do stuff we never would have gotten a chance to cover. So to kick this thing off, I think this is a really fitting pick to uh, to start this little series off. A you, little uh, apropos, don't you think? <laughs> a little apropos for sure. You picked Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg's This Is The End. Why'd you pick this one, Adam Wells? Well, mainly because it was apropos. Just yes. thinking of, of <laughs> movies that inspired this quarantined edition of Piecing It Together. Yes, absolutely. And to be clear, not all of the picks for this little series will be about our current situation, but I think definitely that's going to be a theme running through at least a few of them as we move forward over these next few weeks. Um, I mean, you got to have some humor with this. Otherwise, you're bound to go crazy. Yes, I absolutely think that is definitely accurate. Um, So we're going to cover this just like we would any Piecing It Together movie. Um, But then at the end, we're going to transition into, since this is obviously a little bit of an older movie, this one came out in 2013, uh, we are going to transition into talking about a few movies that have come since then that maybe this also itself inspired. So that's going to be a little twist to the formula, uh, kicking this thing off. So I'd say, why don't we jump right into puzzle pieces though? What do you got for your first puzzle piece for this insane fucking movie? Well, (laughs) I'm going to go with the type of genre that this movie is. And this movie is a stoner comedy. So sure is. You have to go with probably one of the originals, which is Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Hell yeah. Just a (laughs) movie of 
series of vignettas, you know, of different characters doing things that are somewhat stoner related or party related or boozy mm-hmm. related. And you know what? It's Cheech and Chong pretty much inspired all these movies, whether it be How High, Half Baked, This Is the End, Pineapple Express. Uh, you know, you got to go with the granddaddy. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, that's a hundred percent. And like you get, you get a story. There is a story. There's a through, uh, you know, a three story through the whole thing. And there, there's, there's a plot. There's, there's, there's feelings and emotions and friendship. And I mean, there's then kind it's, of a it's, plot. Uh, yeah, there's kind of a plot, but, <laughs> but for those you've that are wondering, there is ridiculous. more plot in episode one, the Phantom Menace than there was <laughs> in this is the end. Well, I I remember the plot of this is the end a little more than Phantom Menace, but I don't I don't need you to uh, recap Phantom Menace right now. Although if we get if we get really uh, locked up, if this whole thing goes more than a couple of months, maybe we'll get you on to do like an entire Phantom Menace recap. That could be fun. Oh man, Geek Wars, the lovers versus the haters. Come on, twelve rounds, we could do it. <laughs> So I'll go into my first puzzle piece, and uh, that is obviously sometimes on the show we'll go into something that's not a movie, but maybe a TV show or something, and I'm going to go with Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, because we have all of these actors playing kind of heightened versions of themselves that are a little bit worse, a little bit more uh, ridiculous, a little more self-involved and pretentious, and uh, and they kind of play up some of the characteristics that we've come to know about them as public personas and uh i love it i i love some of the some of the jokes come from just really great places i mean you know i think one of the most memorable jokes is uh James Franco didn't suck any dicks. Now I know y'all are lying, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. Um, but like, there's, there's so much stuff like that. That's just playing up the personas that we come to know of these actors. That I a hundred percent agree. I mean, nothing is funnier than watching Michael Sarah be a complete, uh, asshole. <laughs> yeah. Which he's I'm not so sure if he this. really is like that, or he's more kind of, calm and quiet like uh like arrested development sure sure yeah I, i'd imagine he's not that bad but who knows seriously who knows with these people I, that is true <laughs> um and since you said that you know that these actors are playing on their personas in in mm-hmm. exaggerated ways uh i'm also going to pick another stoner classic which is one that uh, i we had discussed once before, which is Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Absolutely. Uh, definitely towards the end when it gets more meta and you have characters that are just playing exaggerated versions of themselves, whether it be Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, Wes Craven and Shannon Dougherty. Uh, you know, that's what you have. You have a movie full of cameos where they're just playing exaggerated versions of themselves. Definitely. Yeah. And, and, yeah, just and also that like that kind of vignette style, you know, uh, structure of just like, you know, maybe not everything really makes any kind of sense narratively, <laughs> but but it it does come together into a whole bunch of funny moments. You yes. know, <laughs> yeah, I feel I like think there's going to be a lot a of one. we're going to probably bring up a lot of those types of movies uh, throughout this uh, this episode. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, why don't I go with Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny? 
Um, <laughs> which, uh, you know, of course, the Tenacious D has always brought in that heavy metal energy and just all that, like, kind of heavy metal album cover, like, uh, you know, visual style and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's just so much of that, especially once we get out into the actual apocalypse that's going on outside. You get that gigantic demon devil with the big dick and <laughs> you yep. get all, ki- all kinds of stuff like that that would feel completely at home in a Tenacious D movie. Um, and, uh, lots of that influence in the score as well. A lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, heavy metal mixed with like big operatic classical score kind of moments. Except for, uh, parts of the beginning and the end, because I don't remember Tenacious D asking the Backstreet Boys to sing, uh, Backstreet's Back. <laughs> Well, that song does fucking rock. So, <laughs> I, listen, opinions are like assholes, and everyone has one. Uh, and I'm glad you brought up Tenacious D because that was actually the last one I added to my list last night. So I Sweet. was very happy that one got mentioned. Nice. So for my so what next, you got next, ooh, my next puzzle piece. I think I brought this film up once before again, but I could never hesitate not to bring it up. The Kurt. Cameron classic left behind. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh yes. Because anytime you're dealing with the rapture, you have to bring up the best slash worst movie about the rapture, which stars growing pains star Kirk Cameron. No, I forget the last time you brought this up. Um, have you actually watched this movie? I've seen bits and pieces of it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I can only imagine. It must be so bad. There are some movies that are so bad you can sit through, no matter uh-huh. what influence you are or aren't under. And then there are some that are just so so painstakingly dull that mm. you just kind of fall asleep through almost every time you watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like watching Battlefield Earth. <laughs> I've it, only seen that one once. I mean, I've seen the whole movie once. It just took me, no lie, 15 tries to actually (laughs) get through it. That's dedication, folks. Yeah. Not only is that dedication, this was also back in the day when uh, we had physical VHS rentals. And when you didn't bring it back on time, they penalized you an extra day. Yeah. I spent more money on Battlefield Earth than three people did in the movie theater just on one rental. Thank you. Well, I'm, thank you, I Travolta. Think John Travolta. Travolta. Well, Travolta should be thanking you. Oh yes. Is, yeah. You're welcome, Travolta. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with a good movie. How about that for my next piece? Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, Ghostbusters. Excellent. Because, uh, you know, just mixing comedy with just this supernatural aspect and lots of crazy creatures running around and scares and all that stuff mixed into to just a straight up fun comedy. And, you know, that's one thing revisiting this movie. Um, I mean, we've all seen Ghostbusters, you know, dozens of times. I, I mean, I think most people have. But uh, this is the end. I had only really seen once and I remember really liking it, but I had never really revisited it, uh, rewatching it for this. I thought it was really fucking funny. Um, It was maybe even better than I remembered. Uh, A lot of the jokes still landed. There's some, uh, you know, maybe problematic humor throughout a little bit. (laughs) You know, it's definitely a product of its time. Uh, A lot of rape jokes. But, um, you know, aside from the fact that it probably wouldn't 
fly nowadays if it was released. There's still so much. I don't know. Uh, it, it, great humor. It's subtle. Some of it's subtle. <laughs> Is Jonah Hill getting raped by a big black demon? Uh, subtle. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, I have no problem. I have no problem with it. Let me just say, I, I will come down on the uh, the side of this movie is just straight up funny. So, <laughs> listen, I'm the type of person that still thinks re- that loves every minute of Revenge of the Nerds. So, oh, me too, me too. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll get to it one of these days on this show. Yes. Uh, and, I, I don't and, condone that humor <laughs> anymore, but I don't. Uh, no, I'm not going to stop yeah. laughing at movies I've always enjoyed. Yeah, exactly. You can't flip that switch, folks. You just can't. No. <laughs> so what do you got for your next piece? Uh, I'll go back to a good movie and one that I've actually have seen all the way through, uh, okay. which is the adaptation of Stephen King's The Mist. Okay. Essentially, a group of survivors banding together to somehow survive the uh, the unknown of what's outside. Mm-hmm. And it has an ending that you don't expect. Sure. But yet one yeah. is tragic and one is just dropped dead funny. I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen The Mist since it first came out, uh, that, that, that adaptation. Uh, was there a scene where someone had to like go out to like, you know, get something out there? Because I'm just trying to like think of it because the Craig Robinson scene going out outside is so funny in this. There is uh, somebody who does. There are people who do leave. Mm-hmm. And you do, f- I would say it's a little closer to um, Danny McBride's character where he's gone and then, oh, he's, okay. then he kind of reappears, uh, not dead. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say <laughs> what happened in the mist, for, nor am I going to say what happened in, for this is the end because I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. And Although there is a meme going around lately that uh, does spoil that moment, but. <laughs> Boo. Everybody who's listening to this, just watch it. You have nothing to do for at least another 14 to 15 days. I think you could spare an hour and a half. That's right. (laughs) Uh, All right. So I'll go. That's a great piece. Um, I'll go with another one, though. Uh, and I, it's the movie that I bring up on this show all the time. Everyone always laughs at me when I do, but I, it's unavoidable. It's evil dead too. Um, <laughs> this movie being a, a straight up horror comedy with lots of great gore moments where people just get completely flooded with blood. Does Scott um, Spiegel like, uh, give you kickbacks every time you mention it on this podcast? <laughs> I think he should. Uh, it, it's, I, I think it's about time. I do need. Hopefully, some monsters, there's other so. people on here who knows who Scott Spiegel is, but <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure with the 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 fan base of this show, there's got to be somebody. But um, <laughs> but yeah, this Somebody's this movie does. Like, oh my uh, god, he said Scott Spiegel. <laughs> yeah. This movie does uh, continue a great uh, gore horror comedy tradition. I mean, kicking the head around and and just all all the all the great blood moments. Paul Rudd stepping on that face and. <laughs> It's <laughs> just smashing. Uh, there's there's some really great gore moments in this that are just totally ridiculous. Absolutely. So uh, what do you got next? Okay. Last but not least, this should be an obvious one because it's pretty much the same cast and they pretty much make a joke about sequelizing it within the movie. It uh-huh. is Pineapple Express. Mm-hmm. 
In fact, I, if I remember correctly, everybody believed that when this cast was getting together to shoot another movie, everyone assumed it was Pineapple Express 2, but it was not. <laughs> it was this film. Yeah. I think that is ab- absolutely accurate. Um, and yeah, I was actually, I, you know, I, I won't use this as a piece. I'll just add it on to yours there. I was just going to say like Judd Apatow produced movies in general, because they always seem to, you know, it's so much like stoner comedy, but with that whole theme of friendship running through it, you know? And it's also supposed to be older people instead of just young kids getting stoned yeah. and trying to be <laughs> responsible. Yeah, they are a little bit uh, too old to be acting this stupid, aren't they? They're trying to appeal to us. (laughs) Does it work? You tell us. (laughs) I think so. (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think. uh, Did you have a favorite of these movies? Like Pineapple Express or or 40-Year-Old Virgin or any of these? Uh, You know what? It's hard to say because I... I always have a problem with a, a fair amount of them. Uh, yeah, especially with the Apatow movies. I feel like they run about 20 minutes too long. Oh, There's for usually sure. some great moments, but if I had to pick one that I thought was my favorite, I'm going to get I'm going to pick one that everyone has blasted, very few have actually seen and really should have gotten a cult status by now, which is The Interview. Hmm. Another movie whose uh, release was disrupted by controversy. Yes. Um, like like a lot of stuff that's happening right now. And the, this summer is going to be all kinds of a, a disaster. True. Although, did they ever really solve the controversy with the interview? Because I, you know, there was the rumor that it was really an inside job and not uh, North Korea. I honestly have no idea. I, I remember I'd there like was so much I'd like to think so that North Korea has that. better things to do with their time. Then, yeah. <laughs> then hack Sony uh, and get damaging emails of, about a movie that barely makes it. Who really has that much time on their hands? <laughs> that country's I just mean, trying to survive. Yeah, I, I, I can't even imagine that that all kinds of weird controversy, like conspiracy theory things come up around this stuff. And... I don't know, to, to bring it into a Seth Rogen movie. That's just, I don't know, that's weird. Or, the, I mean, listen, people thought that we were all going to start riots and beat the crap out of each other, you know, from watching the movie Joker. <laughs> Look what happened. Nothing. Yeah. It made money. Yeah, nothing except for a bunch of uh, Twitter uh, confrontations. That's about it. The only confrontation we could have these days because we have to stand six feet apart. That's true. It's a good thing that movie didn't come out today. Um, (laughs) So I'll do one last piece. Um, And this one actually also another TV show, Um, although there was a movie, of course, and that is South Park. Um, There's a lot of uh, it kind of goes along. (laughs) That was good. Uh, There's there's a lot of uh, you know visual uh, aspects taken from it with all the 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 demon stuff and the hellscape stuff. Kind of very much reminds me of all the Satan scenes in South Park, and it kind of has a lot of the same kind of sense of humor as well. Um, And again, you know, I said you know earlier I'm talking about how it's a little bit of a product of its time, and maybe it wouldn't go over a hundred percent well nowadays. I think it's got a lot of that same you know, fuck you, we could do anything we want and anything is fair game for comedy kind of a point of view that South Park did in the early 2000s. 
The one thing I will say about South Park is South Park probably would not apologize for anything no. they have done and would still continue to do it just to offend people. Yeah, that's when hell will freeze over is when Trey Parker and Matt Stone actually uh, take the time out to go and like apologize for anything. That's, I can't imagine that ever happening. No, and they should not have to. They've tried to offend everybody, including themselves. Mm-hmm. You know what? Can't, can't be a racist if you offend everybody. <laughs> yes, You're an that, equal that opportunist. Is, that is the, uh, the mantra, I believe. <laughs> so I if will not, go I'm ahead. starting it. <laughs> I will go ahead and do the finished puzzle. And then, like I said, we'll get into a few things that we think this movie may have itself inspired. So uh, the finished puzzle includes Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny, Left Behind, Ghostbusters, The Mist, Evil Dead 2, Pineapple Express, and other Judd Apatow comedies, and South Park. So, uh, Adam, do you have some examples of things that you think have come since that maybe uh, may have taken a page from This is the End? I would say one movie that was brought up once before and is equally hated, uh, Movie 43. Just another (laughs) one of those ensemble comedies, you know, that decided to get a bunch of big stars, put them together in a bunch of little short scenes. And let them kind of go at it. Mm-hmm. Although, yeah, definitely very different types of movies. One has to do with hell. Other one has Hugh Jackman with balls on his chin. You know, <laughs> so it, you're really kind of appealing to various different audiences there. Now, I know you have a, a very wide ranging tastes of movies. Uh, did you like that movie? Uh, uh, first, I'd like to say that my range in taste is so wide, it's really just bad taste. And, <laughs> and no, I did not like that movie. I sat through it. Uh-huh. Uh, and I believe I, on, uh, on our little group chat, I mentioned something about this movie. And somebody told me that I should see if I could sit through Kuso. Mm. I don't remember who suggested that. But if you're listening, no, I could not. <laughs> that bad, huh? I mean, I don't even think I can make it through the trailer. So <laughs> this it, is such, some of the worst shit. Like it literally. So <laughs> oh man, I I have a high tolerance for certain grotesqueness, but uh, Kuso Kuso beat me. Pink yeah, flamingos, I could get through, but yeah, Kuso Kuso beat me. Just a bit much, a bit much. <laughs> so, uh, okay, I've got a couple uh, that I thought of. Um, first one, maybe not totally fair since it is a Seth, uh, another Seth Rogen series, but the Neighbors movies. Um, I, I feel like kind of continues the, the theme of just a kind of 90-minute party with comedy thrown in (laughs) i mean and then some kind of little plot baked in a little bit along the way but it's just uh basically people partying lots of lots of slow motion party scenes you know (laughs) and then building a movie around that those are movies i really wanted to like like yeah me too fraternity and sorority characters were great were funny the party stuff was great but man was seth rogan and uh, rose byrne boring Uh uh-huh yeah, and I mean that kind of goes to the character a little bit, but it just 
doesn't make you want to follow along and like stay with them. No, you know, it yeah, just so you it, just want to watch them get hurt. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, but uh, Zach was it Zach Efron, right? Yeah, he's yeah. he's great. He's great in them. But uh, but otherwise, yeah, those movies are pretty forgettable. Um, he's a funny the, guy. Even uh, even Baywatch, he was funny as the uh, the moron character. Yeah. Absolutely. And oh my God, in uh, The Beach Bum, he is so funny in that. Uh, but I, I, I want to see more Zac Efron in the, uh, in the future. He's, he's pretty great. You and a lot uh, of women do. Yes, that's right. <laughs> and uh, what, one other that I thought of was the Netflix movie Always Be My Maybe. Uh, the whole scene where Keanu Reeves is basically playing up a uh, you know, a heightened version of himself. Just he would have fit right in at this party. Uh, in this is the end. Is kind of doing the exact same kind of thing in that, and was the best part of the movie. So, did you ever watch that? No, I can't say I have. Although it's not, it's not to... that good. But his scenes are really funny. So, it's it's worth it for that, I guess. No, I think uh, one of the last things I saw with Keanu Reeves was. Uh, destination wedding i wanted to watch that and i still haven't maybe now's the time it's not good but it's Mm -hmm. fun to watch keanu reeves and winona Ryder bicker with each other yeah i i think i would enjoy that a lot um like yeah you know what i'm putting that on my watch and nothing really happens but they're just good (laughs) yeah it's kind of like a a bitter before sunset or whatever yes yeah Sweet. I'm, I'm in for that. I'm going to watch it one of these days. Uh, so let's wrap this thing up. Do you have any, any final thoughts about this is the end? Uh, any final thoughts with this is the end? You know what? If you have nothing better to do, why not rent it? It's, it's not great. It's not bad, but it's something fun to watch in these times where I guess we just need a little humor because mm. it's uh, not a lot's going on. <laughs> I guess that's a good final thought. Um, I, I only had one last thing to bring up, and that's that for a comedy, um, this is a like a strangely good looking movie. Like they clearly spent a lot of money on effects and and you know creature stuff and all the apocalyptic stuff and all that. Yes, the and demon dick looked very real. It, the demon dick looked really good, and I'm I'm very worried that we're not going to get stuff like this anymore too often with everything going on and with the hit the uh, that the Hollywood system is going to take. Um, but I I hope that they find a way to squeeze in movies like this every so often because I mean I, you know the comedy is certainly not a it's genre subjective. that needs yeah and it doesn't need a lot of money but it's nice for something like this to come along like a high concept comedy thing every so often uh, it, may, it makes for a good change of pace I think. You know what? There's always going to be a gross-out comedy. There's always going to be a slamming door farce. There's always going to be, you know, you know, controversial and edgy comedy. Whether it be Mm -hmm. Lenny Bruce, George Carlin, you know what? Every ten years it evolves, but it never goes away. Sure. So absolutely. Yes, we won't be getting as many rape jokes, which probably (laughs) is a good thing. But we're going to get other types of gross out funny moments. Uh, You know, we'll just have less Tucker Maxes of the world. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, Adam, thanks. uh, Thanks for 
taking the time out of your busy schedule uh, to do very <laughs> to do very busy uh, <laughs> to do I'm this. Pretty sure I have to walk the dog uh, in ten minutes uh, and then lounge around for the rest of the day. <laughs> well, uh, while you're lounging, <laughs> we can't do anything. You know, what? while you're lounging around, uh, rather than suggesting something you've seen recently. Uh, what's something on your watch list that you're planning on watching while you're quarantined? Ooh, well, my darling fiance would like to rewatch the Sharknado movies, so I am going to indulge her with at least two of those. That is a keeper right there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we would like to watch the the farewell. Okay, it's really great movie. Um, a movie that. I have not seen, and I know if people are listening, they are going to give me a lot of hate for this, but Cabin in the Woods. You've never seen Cabin in the Woods? I've actually not seen Cabin in the Woods. I know it's it's wow. shocking. Yeah. That could be an interesting one for us to revisit if we're still in quarantine. Maybe uh, have you back for that. Oh, absolutely. I'd love to do yeah, it. Yeah, knowing you and your all the stuff you're into, I think you're going to... Uh, Get a kick out of it. Absolutely. Uh, Cats. Cats is coming on on demand, and I never got to see it in theaters. I just want to circle back real quick uh, to Sharknado. Um, so just watching one of them isn't enough? You guys are going to watch the Sharknado movies? That is the plan. And again, I do love my fiance, and, there's, and I don't hate the Sharknado movies, but there's only so uh-huh. many I could probably watch. Uh, I'm thinking two. Okay. Well, if you want to mix it up, I would suggest uh, if you're going to have a Sharknado marathon, uh, maybe mix in Bus Party to Hell, the movie that I did a bunch of music for that Tara Reid is in. Um, It is a a fun, along those lines kind of movie, and you'll get to hear some of my music. Absolutely. I think think we could put... I have nothing against Tara Reid. Mm -hmm. I I mean, she sorely missed uh, doing what she does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Enjoy, enjoy your time, uh, watch a lot of movies. And as always, Adam, thank you so much for doing this. No problem. And uh, for those of you who uh, need some more hate out there, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker is available on demand. Go watch it. Go give Star Wars, (laughs) go give Star Wars money. Disney's got to eat too. (laughs) That's a good plug right there. Hey, I'm Josh Bell. I'm Jason Harris. Hey, Josh, we're friends in real life, but we're also co-hosts on this new podcast called Awesome Movie Year, where we take a look back at an awesome year for movies and do a deep dive looking at movies, including the best picture winner, the biggest movie at the box office, future cult classics, and more. Including the biggest flop. And this season, we're doing 1994. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. That could be Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. We're all over the web as well. That awesome movie year on all the socials and awesomemovieyear.com. So please like us, subscribe. And uh, if you do like us, give us a five-star rating because we love you. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation about This is the End. If you're at home listening and this is uh, your first time listening to Piecing It Together, or if you're a long-time listener and this is obviously a whole new format it's not really a whole new format we're just twisting things up a little bit by looking at slightly older movies here on this missing pieces uh mini series get in touch we'd love to know how you like the show how you like this whole idea of doing these slightly older movies do you want us to continue doing them 
get in touch. You can, of course, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. You can just tweet at us at PiecingPod. Or you can email me directly, bydavidrosen at gmail.com. That's my email address. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you're thinking of the show. You can also get in touch if you'd like to be on the show. We're hoping to record lots of new episodes while we're stuck in the house being quarantined. So uh, always looking for new guests to be on here. So uh as always you know make sure you're subscribed wherever it is you listen to podcasts uh you know follow us on social media at piecing pod join the facebook group popcorn and puzzle pieces and we're gonna keep doing this show for you uh no matter what happens and i think that about does it for today so we will be back with some more regular new movie episodes we got a couple that we're planning on recording in the next few days uh, and we're going to be doing a lot more of these missing pieces episodes. So I do want to close this thing out with a piece of music as we always do. And it's a special one because I, as you know, if you've been listening to the last few episodes, have a new album and the new album just came out. I'm recording this on Friday the 20th, which is the release date of the new album. Uh, this is of course going up on Monday, but uh, just came out on Friday. It's available for sale on iTunes and Amazon and CD Baby, and I uh, should be getting it up on Bandcamp over the weekend. Uh, it's also available, of course, for free to stream on Spotify and Apple Music and all those kind of streaming sources. I hope you go out and check it out and listen to it, whether you're buying it or just streaming it. Uh, but I'm going to continue to play tracks from it here on the show. And I am going to start off with... Hmm, what should I play? What should I play? Well, I played uh, Ferris Wheel last week, of course, so not really starting off. But I'm going to continue, I guess, spotlighting this album with... Okay, this is a track. Um, it was originally in the film Daisy, which is a short horror film uh, that I scored for this Free Your Mind Films production company, director Chris Johnson. Uh, Daisy is the only horror movie that we've done together, and... I figure that's a good fit for This Is The End. So this was actually the closing track that played over the end credits. It is kind of the culmination of the the feeling of the score. Up until this point, it's mostly just straight-up horror. But then once the, the, uh, the end credits kick in, you know, boom, it all kind of comes together into more of like a song-style track with like a, a nice, like, spooky beat behind it and everything. So this is the title track, Daisy. Um, and it is on the new album, Beater, original motion picture soundtrack. So that is available wherever you listen to music. I hope you go check it out. This track is Daisy.
and All Points West. 